0: This is Prayer Room Companion, episode eighty-eight, recorded March fourteenth, twenty twelve. The Pope's letter for Lent. Welcome to Prayer Room Companion. I am still your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and I am Father Andrew
1: Dickinson, I believe.
0: Yes, we are still who we thought we were. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> four weeks ago or something. I don't know. We had some scheduling difficulties. We had the birth of a child. It was mine, just to clarify. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, And uh, so finally, after a few weeks hiatus, we are back. Um, I'd like to say better than ever. I hope that's the case. But, you know, we're at least trying, right, Father? Exactly.
1: And anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Amen. Unless it's a Cockney accent, but. <laughs> so uh let's just
0: get right into it you know we're, father, we are in the uh third week of Lent uh so it's Ash Wednesday was three weeks ago today actually we're recording on pi day three fourteen twelve march fourteenth three point
1: one four one five nine sine um, cosine cosine sine
0: we they are past one million or one trillion digits in pi calculating pi wow. so so uh Again, so we've we've been at this this year for for three weeks. That is uh, the season of Lent, and Father and I had uh, there are a number of things that we had wanted to talk about um, prior to Lent. But one one thing we wanted to get to, and we're going to get to today actually, is is talking about the Holy Father's message for this Lent. Even though we're three weeks in, uh, we're not we're almost halfway there, but not quite. And for me, Father and. I don't know about your experience. Uh, I'd be curious to hear your experience, but I find that it can be helpful for me to get sort of a pick me up or a boost or a reminder of why I'm doing this again or why I should be doing this again, um, uh, part way or midway or sooner uh, through Lent. Uh, is that is that your experience as well?
1: Yes, I think it's because we're human. Yeah, something oddly <laughs> uh. <laughs> enough.
0: Yes, yes. So, so we thought that uh, it still would be apropos uh, to talk about the Holy Father's message. This is something that popes have been doing annually for quite some time. I'm not sure how long, but for quite a while, coming out with a message. And typically the message is, is actually written late the previous year, and it's released then several weeks before Lent. So in this case, uh, Pope Benedict wrote his message for the Lent we're currently in back at the beginning of Pope November. Benedict last fall, and uh, it was released, I think, back in January, sooner even sooner than that, uh, and so we just thought we'd recap it, right, Father?
1: We'll put a uh, cap back on it.
0: We will do that. So <laughs> this year's message, the Holy Father uses, um, imagine this, I, I know that Father and you can be very, I'm sure you were very pleased that he used a verse from the Bible as his starting point for reflection.
1: Tell me more about this Bible. This
0: Bible thing. So the the, the verse for that that Pope Benedict used for um, uh, his reflection is from the Letter to the Hebrews, chapter ten, verse twenty-four. Let us be concerned for each other to stir a response in love and good works. Let us be concerned for each other to stir to stir a response in love. And good works, and so just in the, in the course of a, a short document, four pages, a message, um, Pope Benedict sort of reflects on this verse and, and and teases out of it some insights for us to consider um, for this Lent that that we're in. Um, Father, anything strike you initially as, as you read through um, the Holy Father's message for this year?
1: Um, well. I, uh I was struck uh, in an odd sort of way uh, that this apparently is the year of uh, the revenge of Pope Paul the <laughs> Sixth.
0: Is this the second part of the trilogy, or what? Oh,
1: what? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure where it fits in, actually. And so Paul the six strikes back. Yeah. Um, dun dun, 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 dun. Uh, he, uh, but because he has this, uh, of course, I'm, dear listeners, I'm, I'm referring to uh, the. Uh, uh, the truth of the uh, Humanevitae 17 in regard to the contraceptive mandates and other things like that. If you haven't read paragraph 17 from Humanevitae, do so. You can press pause. Uh, in this uh, now uh, press just, play. Oh wait, sorry. How can they hear me? Let's I say I, it. I don't know. You're right. It's paused. I mean, okay. So uh, in this uh, document, of the Pope Benedict uh, 16th quotes Pope Paul VI, servant of God, and a beautiful assembly talks about concern for others. Mm-hmm. and the way that concern for others needs to be addressed, and it needs to be something guarded, something fostered within us as part of our uh, uh, the wholeness of who we are. And he uh, has this beautiful quote from a, uh, a document called the uh, called Populum, uh, Populorum Progressio, The Progress of Peoples. Pope Paul VI uh, in this document talks about the lack of brotherhood. Human society is sorely ill. The cause is not so much the depletion of natural resources, nor their monopolistic control—not denying monopolistic control—it is rather the weakening of brotherly ties between individuals and nations. I was just really drawn by that—that uh, that idea that you know we uh, we are afflicted by this lack of brotherly ties between governments and nations.
0: Right. Yeah. You know the the. Um... This is for those of you. We would encourage you is uh, to pull up this the the Holy Father's message. You can find it online. Just do a search for the title "Message of His Holiness Benedict." Message of His Holiness Benedict for Lent 2012. Um, what the Holy Father does is there's three points. The first point is concerned with the beginning of that verse from Hebrews. Let us be concerned for each other, um, responsibility toward our brothers and sisters, and that's the. the uh, the first paragraph in that section is, has that, that citation from Paul VI that, that Father Dickinson just mentioned. Father, earlier in that same paragraph, along the, those same lines, um, Pope Benedict wrote, talking about the verb that, that begins this exhortation in the, the Greek word, it tells us to look at others, first of all at Jesus, to be concerned for one another and not to remain isolated, and indifferent to the fate of our brothers and sisters. All too often, however, our attitude is just the opposite—an indifference and disinterest born of selfishness and masked as a respect for privacy. And when right. that—that—that respect—well, I'm going to respect your private I don't want to impose my views. I'm going to respect you know your da da da, da um. We, I know, I've used that. I mean, that, that called me out. That used me, or that, the, I've used that as uh, to let myself off the hook, so to speak, for caring for uh, my brothers and sisters, so the the brotherly ties that Pope Paul speaks of. Um, I've I've allowed them to weaken precisely because of that, or in that way.
1: Very much so. It's, it's it's just another one of forms of those false prides.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Um. Anything else in that first section where where he's he's t- elaborating on this responsibility towards their brothers and sisters? Um,
1: well, and I think he also goes on into the evangelical necessity, and um, this that's not just a matter of a material charity, uh, but also the church's uh, teaching mission of uh, fraternal correction in view of eternal salvation. Then the very last paragraph of that section. Yep. Um, so being concerned for each other also entails being concerned for their spiritual well-being. Here I'd like to make mention of an aspect of Christian life which I believe has been quite forgotten: fraternal correction in view of eternal salvation. Again, going back to your notion of, um, you know, I want to respect their privacy. Mm-hmm. Their false little lies like that,
0: right? And and why? It, for for me at least, I know that I fail this way um, out of fear. I want other people to like me, and so if I seek in love. But if if I seek to offer some fraternal correction, um, I'm afraid that somebody will will get mad at me. Uh, But that's irrelevant. Uh, It's something (laughs) we're still called to do. Uh, But but it reminds us that admonishing sinners, fraternal correction, again done in truth and love of um, uh, obviously, are among the spiritual works of mercy um, that we are encouraged to do. Particularly, you know, the works of mercy, corporal and spiritual. Lent is a great time to remind ourselves of those. so so we we need to be mindful of our obligation to offer fraternal correction to those around us of course always in the spirit of prayer and prudence again love uh, and, and truth as well Pope Benedict, but but Having said that, he, he goes on just after the point that you left off. Today, in general, we are very sensitive to the idea of charity and caring about the physical and material well-being of others, but almost completely silent about our spiritual responsibility towards our brothers and sisters. And so, uh, again, thinking of the works of mercy, we it's easy to think of the ways that we can serve the corporal works of mercy of others, but we... Uh, we tend to somewhat neglect, the Holy Father is saying here, and it's certainly true in my own experience, my own case, we neglect the spiritual works of mercy, particularly that of offering fraternal correction of, of admonishing sinners. Uh, he talks again, to be clear, this is not about um, accusation or recrimination. It's always moved by love and mercy and springs from genuine concern for the good of the other. We do it out of love. I mean, it, we just don't just say that. That's, wh- that's what it's rooted in, right?
1: Right, it has to and, and because again the greatest love the greatest good in that sense is someone's eternal salvation Absolutely This is solely you should desire think about hope will live uh, in eternity with God uh, being, uh, receiving and resplendent in his glory
0: Absolutely I mean if we it, it's, it's, it's essential and important that we seek to serve the material material needs of others but the spiritual needs have even greater ramifications and so we, we, it would it, be sort of like majoring in the minors if we exclusively focus on the material needs of others and, and neglect these spiritual needs. The other thing from the same paragraph a little further on, again sort of repeating this theme of, of, of selfishness and, and lack of uh, weakening of brotherly ties, he says in a world pervaded by individualism it is essential to rediscover the importance of fraternal correction. So that, why do we do this? So that together we may journey towards holiness. Again, it's growing in love, glow, growing in life in Christ, growing in sanctification, growing in holiness. That's, that's the motive for this. Exactly. Um, anything else in this first section? We covered quite a bit of it. Anything else in this first section uh, strike you as well? Or want to move on to number two?
1: I think let's move on to number
0: two. Okay, so number two, is, is he's, he focuses on this, the, uh, the idea of being concerned for each other again, but this time the Holy Father talks about this. His subtitle for this section is The Gift of Reciprocity. Um, and, and the thing, this is from the second paragraph, um, what, what struck out, something that, I, that I've known intellectually, but I've become more and more aware of at the level of my heart, you know, in a, in a, just in a deeper way. It says, both our sins and our acts of love have a social dimension. Now, we we, we as Catholics, we recognize that the good things we do, the bad things we do, our sins, our virtues, impact others in a a spiritual way, but nonetheless a very real way. My sins weaken the body of Christ. My virtues, my acts of love, build up the body of Christ. What I do... Even if what it's I just do, my own in my own even, head, If it's just my own in you. my own head, impacts you and everyone else. And everyone else, right? Any thoughts?
1: Yeah. Technology.
0: Uh, uh, Hello. Say that again. Sorry, I lost you for a minute there
1: also what Pope Bendix speaks about as spiritual ecology.
0: Right. Okay. Can right. you elaborate on that? Can right. yeah. you elaborate on that?
1: Well, just that um, we have this sense of ecology ecosystem, you know, that uh, you throwing litter out uh, your cars, you're driving down I-29 has an impact not just on you and not just on that, but on the whole environment. So in the same way our, our actions, our moral actions, our spiritual actions have an effect on the larger world around us as well. Sure. Sure. So, that no, was just kind of that little point. Just that point. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything Any else from the do do last, last section? section?
1: No. <laughs> I just, the thing I love most was that, um, was that very beginning stuff. So, um, the uh, the whole idea of the larger concern for others. I think I think great message for Lent because so often Lent becomes just kind of a, a second chance at New Year's Eve and New Year's resolutions. Um, you know uh, that we want to um, uh, lose weight. You know, uh, or or it's you know with my confirmation students like, well, I'm going to give up swearing for Lent. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be swearing anyway, anyway. So why don't we do something else for Lent? Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> so going back to the grand tradition of the prophets of uh, correcting the sinner, that the man who corrects a sinner uh, saves his own soul. And so I think there's some, uh, some very beautiful things uh, in that regard.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the one thing for the final, final section that I wanted, that I wanted, to, point that I wanted out, to point out, a, a like truth the, the truth of the spiritual life. life. He, says, he says, the spiritual, the spiritual masters, masters remind us, remind us that, in that, that in the life, in the life of life faith... faith those, Those who do, who not, do not advance, advance inevitably, inevitably regress. And so, and we, so have we have to
1: be moving move forward, forward or we're going back. If you ain't growing, you're dying. There you, there go. you go. So some very I think uh hopefully, uh dear listener, you get a chance to uh read this yourself to uh to look at it. if you haven't, maybe a little refresher for uh your own land. Um and so uh we can just try and do that as best we
0: can. Amen. Amen. All right, well, uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, and we'll be back again next week with another exciting, fun-filled episode of Prairie Rome Companion. Thanks, Father. Good to see you again. God bless. Bye-bye.